0: <laughs> Welcome to Parent Talk Podcasts, where experienced parents and expert guests give tips and tricks on making parenting a breeze. Well, at least a little easier. Now, here is your host, Genevieve Kyle, and co-host Heather Fox. Hi everyone, welcome to the first episode of Parent Talk, broadcasting out of the greater Vancouver area. Parent Talk is a conversation that supports and encourages moms and dads. Our show is a great way to connect and bounce ideas off of other parents, going through similar experiences, helping us be the best parents we can be. If you have a question or you would like to join us on our show, as a guest or as an expert, please visit the Contact Us section on our website at parenttalk.ca. I'm Genevieve Kyle, I'm the founder, editor, and your host of Parent Talk. I'm a 41-year-old new mom of a one-year-old little boy named Alexandre. And yes, I am French-Canadian. This is where this little accent uh, comes from. I know you will love it. <laughs> and what do I do when I'm not podcasting? Hmm... Other than being a mom, I am actually a registered dental hygienist, and yes, we have recorded a few podcasts where I will be sharing with you my dental knowledge that are coming soon. So today, I want to introduce to you my co-host, Heather Fox. Heather is our children's play expert. Her background is in early childhood education, where she was a former owner of Gimble Play and Music she is now a full-time podcaster with me and a full-time mom with baby Adson so today we're going to talk about the power of play so heather welcome thank you <laughs> I'm so excited to do this little adventure with you yes so heather as a child play expert at what age can or should i play with my baby
1: So our little ones are never too young to play. Um, Sometimes when we think of play, we think of throwing a ball around or playing with our dolls. And play with our newborn babies is truly just our way of interacting with them. Um, Young children and all the way through elementary school and even as we get older, we learn through play. And um, so it's a very, very important way to interact with our children. Um, It's going to encourage their development, um, whether that be their gross motor skills, fine motor skills, social emotional development, cognitive development. It really touches on everything. So play is a very, very important tool um, that we're going to be using as parents, as caregivers, um, as aunties, uncles, mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> all that. Yeah. What are some ways or ideas on how I can play with my baby and how does it change as as they get older?
1: Yeah. So I'm going to kind of divide some some of the kind of the first five years up into some different kind of categories some age groups here. So when we talk about babies, um, We kind of talk about a zero to six month, a six to nine month, and a nine to 12 month. Um, Our newborn babies, so zero to six months, we're going to really focus on sensory play. So our little ones, of course, they're not really mobile yet, of course, at the zero to six months, or most of them are not anyways. Um, So we're focused on sensory play. What is sensory play? So we're going to use facial expressions, vocal play, singing with them, some tactile play, using simply our fingers to tickle up their bodies, down their bodies, um, you know, draw little circles on the palms of their hands or the soles of their little feet, so that they can, you know, feel um, the sensory of our fingers. Maybe it's a little toy that you have to tickle on their little bodies, tapping on their bodies, different things like that. So it doesn't have to be any sort of fancy whatever. It's just literally whatever you have. Maybe it's a baby blanket that you can, you know, softly drape over their cheek or feel the different textures. Um, There are so many different toys out there. You'll be able to find something. (laughs) That's not a problem. There's definitely things. Um, Things like eye tracking are very important with those young ages. So taking whatever toy that might be. And again, it can simply be your fingers. Maybe you're going to twinkle your fingers above your little one um, or take a shaky rattle and you're going to hold that about 12 to 14 inches uh, in front of your little one. And that's where they're going to be able to focus best at this age. And then slowly take that from one side to the other, allowing them to kind of visually track that object, add a song in there, some facial expressions, your little one is playing. So it's simple as that, auditory, that's really important as well, whether that be vocally, so maybe going to one side of your little one, you know, making some fun sounds, singing a little song, calling their name, maybe you take a rattle, again, do it on one side, stop, make it, you know, the sound again, have them look for that sound. We always talk about tummy time with our little ones because little ones, you know, back is best for sleeping, but they definitely need to build that upper body and neck strength. So we want to make sure to provide tummy time. So that's a great way to have some fun with auditory play and to really have them focus on not watching the toy, but listening for the toy. So if you place baby on their belly and they're not facing you, um, you can take the toy behind their head and have it say it was a shaker or some rattle or something, shake it on one side, take it behind baby's head, shake it to the other side, have them kind of look around finding where that sound is. And again, that could be simply doing that with your voice as well. So you can kind of notice you know, how they're interacting with you, whether they're kind of noticing the sound, Um, you know, when they hear your voice, they'll start to, you know, make those cooing and happy little smiles and giggles because it's familiar. So it's definitely a great bonding time with your little one as well. So as babies start to feel more confident within themselves, they begin to explore the world around them. And so they're watching you, taking it all in, starting to mimic you. You'll have you know fun with those facial expressions, making a big wide mouth, raising your eyebrows, scrunching your face, all those funny little silly things, and kind of watching for their reaction and watch for them to start to mimic those expressions um, with you. And that is your baby playing with you. So it does start very young. As our little ones do get older six to nine months. Now we are starting to get stronger. So now it's like, okay, now our babies can start to do more. We're starting to learn to balance in the seated position. Some of our babies are getting up on their hands and knees and moving towards crawling. Some are already crawling. Um, They're definitely starting to explore wanting to put weight on their feet, going into that balance, in the standing position, some babies at this age are starting to cruise along furniture. So we get a lot more into the gross motor skill. But again, we still want to focus on those fine motor skills as well and provide lots of chances of tummy time. So it's again, continuing all the things that we did when they were younger, you know, but just kind of bringing in some more physical things. Maybe we bring in Um, You know, so the furniture that you have, of course, in your house, very simply, (laughs) um, your little one, you know, might be standing there at the couch, put a couch pillow, maybe down on the floor, encourage them to do some tummy time. And maybe they even eventually, you know, work on getting their knee up onto that couch pillow, things like that. So you don't need anything fancy or anything special. As our little ones do get a little bit more stronger and mobile, there are definitely lots of jungle gyms at rec centers and things like that, that you can take your little one out to explore that are indoors. So that, you know, great for the pre-crawler or the crawler or the cruiser. Um, So then that's also going to give them a great chance for some socialization. So that's really important. Um, It's not that we have to be in classes or have to be doing all these things that people feel that pressure to do, but it is really important to expose your children to other children. Maybe that's having playdates at your house. Maybe that is, you know, going to the community center, the library, wherever the different programs are, having your child have a chance to start to see other children their age because they do learn so much through observation. Watching other children at different stages is going to help them as well. They may start to watch them do different skills. They're going to hear them making different sounds. And that's a great way for them to learn, you know, what they're not used to seeing at their own home, but definitely be able to get some new information and maybe a new way of presenting that information. So it's really good for them to have that experience with the other babies. Again, we get a little bit older into the, um, nine to 12 months. Again, now we're really focusing on standing and cruising and some little ones start walking at this age as well. Um, One thing I forgot to mention with the six to nine month old is cognitively, they're working on cause and effect. So what what happens when I do this or I shake this shaker and it makes a sound, but then I stop or what happens when I bang it on the coffee table, I get a big reaction or I tap this together. So they're really starting to kind of explore that cause and effect. As we get a little older, as I said, the nine to 12 months, now we're also working on more communication. Our little ones aren't talking yet per se, but they're definitely starting to share what they like, what they don't like. They're starting to have some expression that way. They may start to point where they want to go or lead you somewhere or kind of look for you to follow them somewhere. Um, If they are doing, say, a They're on a teeter-totter or some rocking horse or something like that, and they want off. They're going to reach for you. They're going to start moving their bodies so that they can get off if they want to stop. So they're starting to understand what they kind of want to do, and they can kind of lead you through that play as well, which is really fun.
0: So what you're saying
1: here is actually uh, be attentive to your child's cues, right? Definitely, Yeah. yeah. We really want to watch our child... And kind of see what they're trying to tell us because that's going to help you in so many other ways as well. And a lot of moms also enjoy doing things like baby sign. It might be official signs, like through the American Sign Language. It might be you create a sign with your little one about, you know, that they can tell you something. Um, so they're able to show us ways like show us communication before they can speak. So your little one is definitely understanding a lot more than we really think about Mm -hmm. before they can speak. So that's, again, something, you know, we forget how much they understand because they're not talking to us, but they do have so much up there that they want to be able to share with us. They want to be able to communicate with us. So really watching for their physical bodies and what they're showing Um, through emotion, very much through emotion. Um, If they're happy about something or non-happy about something, really kind of paying attention and kind of being very respectful to our children so that, you know, they understand that we're there for them to support them through how they're feeling about different things. The other thing is, um, so new parents especially feel very protective of their children as they're kind of going through these wobbly stages. (laughs) So (laughs) we're like, oh my gosh, they're going to fall. They're going to, you're going to get hurt. Um, I'm not saying we want our children to be falling down, but we want them to feel wobbles. Um, (laughs) Funny as that sounds, that's going to help them get stronger. That's how they learn. That's how they learn. They Mm -hmm. need, that muscle needs to kind of feel that unstableness to know what it needs to do to get stable. If your child is going down a slide, we may instinctively just grab them under the arms, hold them by the hand things like that, that's going to keep them safe, but it's not going to help their balance. So for instance, if a child is going on a slide, I would suggest place your hand on their stomach and hand on their back and kind of sandwich their body that way. Eventually, as they get stronger, you can take the hand away from the stomach. So you just simply have your hand on their back, but their arms are there so they can start to feel their balance. So they can start to feel, oh, what I need to do in my own little body here to keep my balance going down the slide. Um, The reason for the hand on the back is the most important is because sometimes at the bottom of the slide, it might be a little faster than they were expecting and they can easily fall backwards we don't want them to hit their head and that's the importance of the parent being there and being able to spot their child but again letting your child do the exploring be there as a spotter don't be there as the one that's placing their hands and their feet and everything let them try to figure things out be there to assist them but not actually do the activity for them so that's really really important So yeah, so things like um, that you might have around your house that can assist um, if you're not heading out to like the rec center gyms, things like that. A lot of people have yoga balls at home. That right away from a newborn age, you can place your baby on there for some tummy time. Um, you can have, if you're just kneeling on the ground yourself, place your baby on the yoga ball, holding them under the arms. You can do some gentle rocking back and forth, side to side. They're working upper body and neck strength, um, but they're kind of propped up on that ball, which is kind of fun and exciting because they can see a little bit more around them. So some babies will stay in a tummy time position a little longer when they're propped up a little bit like that. But again, it's all those great benefits. And then as they get older, we can work on balance in the seated position on that same yoga ball. Place them on their bum, hold them around the hips. Again, we might grab gravitate going towards the torso. I suggest again, hold your child lower towards kind of that diaper crease line. And let them work on the balance in their tummy and their back and start to engage those muscles to keep their balance. Give them a little bounce, give them a little rock and let them feel what it's like to wobble up there. And they're going to get stronger and they're going to have lots of fun too. Again, throw in any song that you want, make up a song, any nursery rhyme, any language, whatever it happens to be. Um, If you don't feel like you're a singer, you can throw a little chant. It doesn't really matter. Just have some fun with it. And, Mm. you know, they're going to love things like that. Um, As we do get a bit older, we are... um, So this is kind of the baby stage in this whole zero to 12 months. Um, This is all the play that we're doing when we are socializing. It's called parallel play. And that does continue all the way through toddlerhood as well. A lot of people are like, oh, they're not playing together. They're not really going to play together, which is cooperative play, more until the preschool years. So a lot of people think that that happens a lot earlier. But when you see children playing together, they are what's doing parallel play. So they might sit next to each other. They may be doing a similar activity. They may be doing their Full own activity, but they're next to each other and they're learning, they're observing each other, they're mimicking each other potentially. And that's a really important step to do. As our little ones do approach these toddler years, so now we're talking more like 12 months. Through to three years old, to 36 months, um, we are really seeing personalities come out now. Mm-hmm. So and we're seeing learning styles. Is your child the one that gets right in there? Or is it, are they the child that holds back a little and observes? You know, do they learn through doing right away? Or do they learn through observing and then checking it out in their own time? And we really want to, again, be respectful to our child. We don't want to force them into a situation that they're not comfortable in, because it's not going to help that anxiety. It's just going to make it worse potentially. So again, we always want to follow the lead of the child and kind of see where their comfort is. And again, the more you can get involved and play with your child and play in that activity, the more they're going to feel comfortable and confident to be able to do it as well. Maybe if it's a big group and they're feeling a little timid, maybe you see and observe yourself as the parent or caregiver what that group is doing, and maybe you do it just off to the side um, where they're not as overstimulated or feeling you know anxious for being in a big group, that sort of thing. So um, it's definitely... You know, important to have that socialization, but also be respectful of those learning styles and personalities that are starting to come out. And then, of course, as we head into the preschool years, now we are starting to learn more about um, pretend play. And actually, pretend play really starts around 22 months. So they're starting to be able to, you know, be a puppy dog or that sort of thing and kind of understand those concepts. But um, taking that pretend play and moving it into cooperative play. And now they'll be able to like, let's pretend that I'm the mummy and you're the baby and we're going to go to the park. And they'll start putting those little stories together and that whole imaginative play really comes out, which is-, that is be- so cute. It is beautiful yeah. to watch. Absolutely amazing. And it's so fun to just get involved in that and yourself. Let yourself get into those roles with them and like role play with them and have some fun. And, you know, whether you're playing with an actual toy or whether it's you being the puppy dog of the family or whatever it happens to be, <laughs> have fun, get down to your child's level. That's so, so, so important as we are, you know, playing with our children to get down to their level. Um, Throughout the toddler years into the preschool years, vocabulary is building as well. And especially as our little ones are saying about a year and a half, we can see a lot of the opposite concepts happening, up and down, in and out, that sort of thing. That's a great way to push that vocabulary into the play. The ball is up, up, and then one, two, three, the ball goes down. Did it bounce up in the air again? You know, or, oh, did you put the, you know, the Balls at the top of the slide and it rolls down. Nursery, lots of repeating, yeah. right? Lots of repeating, yes. tons of repetition. You'll find all these words in nursery rhymes. You know, the itsy spider goes up the water spout. You know, down comes the rain and wash the spider out. You know, just don't have to do the whole song, but have some fun with the up and down with balloons or scarves or whatever it happens to be. Um, so there's lots of tools out there. It's just how do we make it more appropriate for those different ages? So vocabulary is building... They're working also on problem solving. Play is a great way for little ones to start to figure it out. Maybe it's a gross motor skill that they're working on. How do they get in or out of something? Do they have to lift their leg? Do they have to move something? Do they have to duck their head? So we're working spatial awareness and things like that. Um, We also can, you know, figure out you'll notice with younger children too, like when they're starting to figure out those shapes, the shape sorters and those different, you know, holes and what fits where. And, um, for instance, like my son right now, he's one years old and he's finding, it's funny, he'll find things that are circles and he'll find different toys that aren't necessarily matching toys, but that have these cutouts and he'll see what fits where. Oh, that's really yeah. interesting. Alex so, does that too. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So like he'll find this circle shaker and it fits in the hole of the car, but it also fits in the cannon of his um, pirate ship. <laughs> so he'll find all, stuck the in little, there, okay. <laughs> all the little places this one circle shaker will fit. And it's really interesting to see them problem solving. How does it work? How does it fit? How can I make this happen? So that's a really important thing that they do through play. So all these things are such wonderful ways that they're learning through play. And of course, we are working with those social emotional skills. Um, So we're learning as we get into those preschool ages, like all about kind of that self-control and about those feelings and, you know, Joey took my blocks (laughs) and how do I, (laughs) these big feelings that are coming down and we want to be there to support our children through that and not necessarily take over those situations, but to try to let them start to navigate and, you know, understand that those feelings are real feelings and to kind of help them through that. So that's the big milestone preschoolers are going to get, um, go through. And then, of course, as children start school, play doesn't end. Play continues, but you'll see a lot more structured play happening. They're now on the basketball team, and they're playing soccer on the weekends. And, you know, they're in this class and this class. And those are all fantastic, wonderful things. We want our children to be active. But we, again, still always want to encourage and allow the creative and imaginative play that doesn't stop. So we want our children to almost, we talk about, you know, overscheduling. We want our children to have a chance to get bored. We, <laughs>
0: yeah, I think it's very you know, important. It's yeah. so
1: important. I remember as a child, you know, taking that cardboard box from whatever, you know, new appliance or whatever. And I turned it into this and I turned it into that. And the house, you know, the house, yeah. Ship. Totally. The rocket. <laughs> 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 I mean, yeah. So Using your imagination. And, you know, when you're doing art with your children, it doesn't have to be, you know, let's all make pigs. It's why don't we get things that are like recycled material, which is such a great thing nowadays, you know, recycling. We can take bottles, we can take caps, we can take all these fun things and just put them out there and see what your child wants to do. Are they going to make a robot? Are they just going to glue textures? Are they going to, you know, let them have those chances to be imaginative and be creative and, you know, kind of get down there with them. Play-Doh is a wonderful way Mm -hmm. to, you know, really be expressive with their creative side and whether they're, you know, wanting to make pretend it's food or whether they're going to make shapes or all those different things, exploring with colors. Um, So yeah, so just allow your children as they grow up to not grow up too fast because in this day and age we really do grow up so fast and, and enjoy play, playing with them, enjoy right? playing with them like it's so important. Play is so important for adults, it's important for babies all the way till 99. We want to play, it never ends. <laughs> yeah. yeah, any additional tips? Yeah, so I mentioned, um, throughout a lot about following the lead of your child, so that's really really important. Again, as adults, we kind of have our set ways of how we want things or our expectations of how things should go. And sometimes when we want to really sit back and play with children, it's kind of allowing it to go on their schedule. So allowing some time to truly be present with your child and see where it takes you. Um, follow where they want to go around the house or to what toy they want to play with or where that kind of goes. Do they want to stack the little cars on top of each other Or do they want to drive them around? But it doesn't have to be that they drive them around. Do they want to fill up the pirate ship with cars instead of people? It doesn't, you know, where do they want to take that play and watch what they want to learn about? Um, So again, yeah, just encouraging all those. Remember, you're your child's first teacher. That's so, so important. Your child is going to look to you for all these things. When you can be fun and silly, your child is going to go, hey, mom and dad, caregiver, whoever it is, grandma, auntie, like look how much fun they're having. I want to do that too. They want, they see us, they want to emulate us. They want to mimic us. So when we can have fun and be that puppy dog or be that chicken or whatever it happens to be, we can get down and let go of things. Our children are more apt to do that as well. They really, really do look towards us. And especially when we do go into those social situations, the more you can kind of encourage and be, you know, social as much as you can feel comfortable with too, because it's Mm -hmm. hard for us grownups. But the more you can kind of get out there, your child is going to see that it's safe and it's okay and it's good. And they're going to follow that and feel more confident themselves. And through all of this, we got to remember play is such an amazing bonding opportunity we're so busy these days we constantly have our phones in our hands but if we can put that to the side and it's not quantity it's really quality you know we don't have tons of time but when we do have that time to really make it count with our little ones and really let them know that we are there and that's going to create those special special bonds right from the beginning
0: all right thank you heather That was a lot of beautiful information, and welcome to Parent Talk. So, for our listeners, the conversation continues on our website at parenttalk.ca. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. And you can subscribe to this podcast on our website so you don't miss an episode of Parent Talk. So, remember there's nothing more powerful than feeling supported by a community of parents by sharing your thoughts, ideas, and experiences. So thank you so much for listening and have a great week. Thank you. The views and or opinions of the host and their guests are not necessarily those of Parent Talk and should not be considered as fact. The information offered is believed to be accurate, but is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice and should not be used for diagnosing or treating any health issue or prescribing medication. If you have any questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your child, please seek assistance from a qualified healthcare practitioner.